I claim on earth what's coming from heaven to be here any day. Oh, I can taste his promise. Hello friends and welcome to the Growing in God's Word podcast with Dr. Jim and Joy McInnes. Our purpose is to bring to you encouraging teachings that will help you grow in your understanding of the Word of God. Today we want to talk about something that maybe you've heard many, many times. You ever been to a church meeting and in the church meeting, the, the pastor at the end would say, the Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Lord, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And we usually say in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But it comes from Numbers uh, 6.24. In the next verse 26 says, instead of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, it says, So they shall put my name. Mm-hmm on their children of Israel, and I will bless them. Today we want to talk about blessing. Yes, and I believe uh, that blessing is called the Aaronic blessing, right? Yeah, the Aaronic Aaronic blessing. uh, It's also been known as the blessing. The blessing. Because it's the famous blessing. You know, Joy, that in Israel, they have found two pieces of silver, and inside it they found wrapped up this Bible verse. Wow. And it is the oldest Bible scrap, you know, because uh, fragment, uh, because there's many fragments they find in these older Bibles, the oldest fragment we have ever found. So the oldest part of the Bible that we have today is actually this Bible verse. The oldest section is this. It's amazing that all through the centuries, uh, I think it was 500 years before Jesus with this piece of paper they found. Uh, from then, that this this verse, God wants to bless you. Amen. Because I think that is a real that is really the nature of our God. He's a God who wants to bless His children. You know, if I go, chew, what do you say? People say, "Bless you." Why do they say "bless you"? Be- because they want to pronounce that blessing over the person for whatever. I really don't know how it's all started. That that practice. Actually, it goes way back in time, and it comes from good roots. Mm -hmm. And the Jewish culture has these roots, and the Christian culture, when it's separated from the Jewish, lost some of great roots. And the Jewish culture has a a longing to bless. And their letters, telephone calls, everything Mm -hmm. you do, you try to leave a blessing. I watched the movie Fiddler on the Roof. I don't know if you've seen Fiddler on the I've Roof. Seen but you've that seen that one. I've seen that one. And I, I cried certain parts of the movie because it was just wonderful. Oh, I love it. And I saw it in, in, in Jerusalem the first mm-hmm. time. And that was really amazing. And the Jewish people were crying because and, and, it speaks much of the culture there and things that happened. And in the movies, the section I just love. And, of course, the czar of Russia is, is, is starting the pogams. He's starting to persecute the, the, the Jews and kill them and make them leave the country. And during that time, of course, the, the people say, but Rabbi, you know, but a blessing. Is there a blessing for the czar? And he says, well, yeah, there's a blessing for everything. And that was the Jewish mentality. There's a blessing for everything. I love that. Mm-hmm. They say, well, what is the blessing for the czar then? And the rabbi thinks, and he says, well, may the Lord keep and bless the czar far from us. <laughs> <laughs> and that's cool. But uh, the idea, the concept's what I like. Mm-hmm. God wants to bless. That's right. 
And in the scripture, there are many parts of the scripture where a blessing is pronounced, you know, by different people. Like, uh, I, I just wrote it down here, like in Genesis uh, 49, uh, verse 26, uh, that's the father's blessing, you know, the, the, the God blessing his children. And in Numbers uh, 6, that's the one we're doing, doing now, that's the priestly blessing, you know. And uh, I remember the story of Naomi, you know, how he blessed his, uh, her two daughter-in-laws. So there, all throughout the scripture, the pronouncement of the blessing has always been uh, part, of, part of, of our Christian history. And it goes back to the nature of God. When God breathed into man, he also breathed in part of his character. Right. We're made in the image of God. That's right. And part of that is that longing to bless. And when we go down the wrong way in our life, we become bitter and disillusioned. We don't want to bless, we want to hurt. Mm. But when we're walking in blessing, we're walking in closeness to God, there's something in us that wants to bless. That's right. Even to the point Jesus said we should bless our enemies. Mm -hmm. That's true. Now, this blessing that was spoken by the priests, I taught in our church, Fisherman's Neck Community Church in Venice, uh, and I taught the people a couple of weeks ago on the priesthood of believers. And this was a big issue in the Reformation. And Luther and the others brought out the point that, that God had called us, as Peter says, to be a kingdom of priests. Mm -hmm. And from the beginning of, uh, in, in the beginning in the Pentateuch, the first books of the Bible, God says he had a desire to make a nation of priests. Mm -hmm. And God did that. When we become born again, we know Jesus Christ. That's right. He's made us into a, a, a priesthood. That's right. And that priesthood gives us the ability to, to love God, to worship him without going through somebody else. We go directly to Jesus. And another part of that is God has commanded us to bless. Mm -hmm. Now, there's three-part blessing here that we read. The Lord bless you and keep, keep you, you, make his face shine upon you and be, and gracious, be gracious to you. you. Lord, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. There's three segments to this this blessing. And each one of these three uh, segments coincides with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, when you've heard this, I don't know if you've realized that, but every section brings in part of the Godhead, and each one is distinct. And the first part is um, the blessing of the Father. And what part's that? The Lord bless the you. The Lord bless you. And keep and you. And keep you. Now, what, why does God want to bless us, Joy? I think, uh, well, it is His nature. It is his nature that God wants to bless his children. And to bless means uh, God wants to bring, God's desire is to bring good to his children. And that is what my perception of blessing is. God wants to bring good to his children. What are some of the things that God blesses people with in the biblical times? Well, it, it's so many, in so many ways. And a lot of people, when we say blessing, they equate it with material blessing, which is part of yes, the blessing of that is part of the blessing but a lot of other blessings uh, other things to we we would consider as as a blessing you know like good relationships you know like uh like uh just knowing god you know that's a real blessing just knowing him well in the, in the in the old testament part of the blessing the things that uh we saw were um like children mm-hmm they were like relationships in the community, like That's you right. said. It was obviously practical things. That's right. It, was, it had to do with uh, God is very practical. He gives us our daily bread. That's right. But it's more, like you said. In the New Testament, we find out that God it says that Jesus has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Mm -hmm. That's true. 
And what's spiritual blessing to you? Well, it's, it is like, uh, I would say spiritual blessing is uh, just being able to understand the goodness of God, His mercy, His love, the attributes of our God. Because every day we see it in, in our everyday situation, you know. It's and the kingdom of God, righteousness, peace, yeah, and righteousness, joy. Righteousness, yes, like we, we taught one time about the kingdom of God, which is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Yes. Amen. And that's spiritual blessing. Those are spiritual blessings. There's a second part. See, the first part's the Father's blessing, because the Father's job to bless and to keep, to protect the family. That's right. And the second part is to keep. And the Hebrew word used here for keep means, uh, literally, it's used to describe shepherds who would keep they would build the actually means literally mm -hmm. to build a hedge around and and what it says here is is that god will build a hedge around you and i really believe in the protection of god i believe that that he will protect us and he will keep us and and uh when we go astray we go our own way we we go outside that protection Many of the things that happen to us is when we go outside. But I really believe there's a real protection as part of God's blessing. The word means that God, like a shepherd, will put a thing around the sheep to protect them. Yes. Especially at nighttime when it's dark and things are going on that are hard. And that's what God wants to do. He wants to keep you. He wants to protect you. He wants to bless you. And the second part is the son's blessing. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Now, God in the Old Testament, you couldn't see his face. That's right. But the New Testament, what happened? Well, Jesus came. And when I, we saw his face. We saw his face. And um, when, when, you, when you say this part of this, the, the blessing where the Lord makes his face to shine upon us, uh, it speaks of an intimate experience. An intimate, like I see you, I behold your face, I, I relate to you face to face. And it's the same when Jesus came, you know. Then we get to relate to the Son of God face to face. Now I can look at you and I can give you the look. Or I could shine. That's right. <laughs> but his favor, his face shines upon us. But another part of this here is like, like you couldn't see God's face in the Old Testament. They knew that God made himself personal. Mm -hmm. And people forget this. They say God's an impersonal God. God did as impersonal as he could be. He came here in a living form. If, if there was Polaroids in Jesus' day, we could have had a Polaroid picture of him. There was a camera. We could have taken his picture. He was real. He was there. You could touch and feel him. He says to Thomas, feel my hands, the, the nail prints. Mm -hmm. he, he was there. He put his arms around people. He spit and made clay uh, with people. We, we see that. One of the miracles he did. We see him fishing. We see him so tired and worn out that he goes to sleep on a boat and, and in the middle of a storm. We see him doing everyday things That's like right. eating and, and going to a wedding and and, and, and enjoying himself with his disciples, he, God became real. His face became known to us. Now, face doesn't mean literally we have a, a painting of Jesus that's and right. that's what he looked at, but his countenance, his, 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 his impression is still with us. In 2,000 years, that carpenter in Galilee still has changed the world and he's still doing it. That's right. And even now, 2,000 years, you know, after uh, we can still um, we can still believe 
and we can still have that personal relationship with God, believing that He's involved with every area of our life. That, you know, like that song, and He walks with me, and He talks yes. with me, and He tells me I am His own. You know, that is, that's what I want to picture my Lord to be. You know, that in everything that I do, in every area of my life, you know, he, he is there. He is a personal God. And He makes His face to shine upon me. I think that's just wonderful. It speaks of a very intimate, personal experience with a God. And with your God. Us. A God who loves us, yes. He looks at us. What I like is like what we said before in this show, I, I love Max Licato. You ever want to read a good book, get a book by Max Licato. And he wrote that if God had a refrigerator, he'd have your picture on that's it. That's cute. And if God had a wallet, your picture would be in his wallet. God makes his face shine upon us. Then we have the third part, the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And it says, the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Now we know that the Holy Spirit is often symbolizes a dove. Mm -hmm. Often symbolizes bringing peace. We have the peace of the Spirit, the joy of the Spirit. But let's start with the first part. Turn his face towards you. I don't know if you've ever been in an airport... And there was no one to pick you up. And you, I happened to me. I'm in Germany. I'm speaking. I, I, I was speaking in, in, in Tübingen. So I landed in Stuttgart. And I used to go there quite a bit. And as I'm there, I am, um, they, they didn't pick me up. I had to wait an hour and a half, two hours. Oh this my. was my first trip. I didn't know who they were yet. My, they became good friends. I didn't know German that well. I learned a little more later. I knew Swedish and Norwegian, so I could understand a little bit. And I get... To the airport, waiting, here comes the preacher, nobody's there. And I looked at everybody's face. <laughs> I wanted someone's face to turn towards me and say, are you Jim McInnes or a card, you know? They said, Jim McInnes, nobody. <laughs> and here I, I didn't have I had a ticket that I could change to go home. I didn't have any money with me. Wow. Because I just a little bit of Swedish money, but not enough for a hotel or nothing. So I, three hours, I'm in the airport praying, of course, looking for a family, friendly face. And finally, I saw one. Finally, there came this smiling face, looking a little bit worried, and looking over everybody, and, and finally coming, are you Jim McInnes? And I said, yes. Their face turns towards me, made me happy. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember when I saw you. Now, when Joy and I, uh, we got married, um, before we got married... He came over to the Philippines to see me. And we'd been writing an awful lot, and we'd been talking, but I had never met her face to face. And the problem was that, that every time she sent me her picture, it looked different. Like I look, look different now with my oh, short yeah, hair. Oh, yeah, you fixed your hair. But this was more. And, and I look at these pictures she has, and, and she was nice. There was one or two of them, you know. I said, oh, I don't know. I'm looking at these pictures. Of course, those were your favorite ones. And then what happened was is that, that I had to go down and meet you and meet your mama. Mm -hmm. yeah, wonderful lady. But... Here I'm going to the Philippines. I don't know anybody. The first night, I get to Manila, and I discover my plane leaves in the morning. There's no waiting room at the, at the airport, so I had to sleep on a bench outside the airport in the middle of the night. That was my introduction to the Philippines. That's a scary, huh? It was scary because sense, uh, yes. you told me, by the way, watch out, it's dangerous at the airport. Last thing you said to me, I said, gee, thanks. <laughs> and then I get down in early morning, to Davao City. Mm -hmm. And there is this sea of beautiful, wonderful Filipino faces, so full of waiting for people to come. And I'm looking at that big sea of faces and saying, 
which one's her? Which one? And there was one of them that was really happy. She was going, ah, that was you. <laughs> your face was turned towards me, and it was all happy. And I happened to be in the airplane with your former pastor, mm -hmm. and so we had a chance to talk with him, which I knew him from before. Your face was turned towards me. And what that, what that, that experience gave you? Confidence. Confidence and a peace. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I mean that that is really true, you know, because uh, you know, if 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 you know, like, I'm just thinking, you know, last night I was just thinking about my father. My father has passed on, but um, for us children, just the knowing that there is my, my my natural father and my mom, and they take care of my every need and my. My, I'm, my well-being is taken care of. And because of that, I don't have to worry about would there be food in the table next meal or would I have a new pair of shoes when I need a new one because of the assurance that, you know, I got people, I got parents that takes care of me and that gives me such confidence and peace. And it's, it is the same with my Heavenly Father, you know, knowing that, that God takes care of my well-being. Well, the Bible says the eyes of the Lord go to and fro throughout the whole earth. And he's just looking for someone to show himself strong on their behalf. Well, we got these three things. And God wants to bless us. I want to talk for a few minutes about um, what are those hinders. Because mm -hmm. there's hinders yes. to receiving blessings. There's many of you sitting there and say, well, I haven't felt God's face turned towards me. I haven't felt that. Well, let me tell you something. No matter who you are, where you are, God knows you. He knows you. He knows you by name. He knows uh, what you're going through. That's right. And he loves you. But we sometimes don't walk in his blessing because we hinder. So there's some hinders for that. The number one thing, uh, first thing I have is we have to receive it in faith. That's when right. God spoke to Abraham and says, I'm going to bless you and make a nation out of you. I mean, he was almost 100 years old and his wife was almost 100 years old. And his wife heard these God talking there and he, she laughed. And me, an old lady, have a baby. She did. But Abra God changed his name to Abraham. And what happened was is that God gave them. The Israel, Israel nation today is mm -hmm. a testament to that God's word was true. But the Bible says Abram had to take it by faith. That's right. Now, you may think that God maybe promised you something, and you feel it's in your heart, you're praying, you have to grab it in faith. You say, God, I believe you at your word. You have said that you'll give me peace. Maybe you don't feel peace right now. Maybe you're going through a hard time. He said, I will never leave you, never forsake you. You have to take that by faith as well. That he's there. And as you do that, you'll understand and the blessings begin to flow. That's right. A lot of the, our viewers may have maybe going through a hard time, you know, and they cannot believe what God said in his word that my plans for you are good. And, they, you know, but then God's word is true. God's yes. word is true. And so we have to grab it like what Pastor Jim is saying. We have to grab it by faith and believe that God's plan for me are good. And another thing why we don't have blessings is we reap what we sow. If we're constantly bitter, we're constantly irritated, we're constantly sowing curses, not blessing. We can curse with our mouth That's right. or bless with our mouth. We can bring death with our tongue, the Bible says, or life mm -hmm. with our tongue. And the question is, exactly, what do we want to do? And what you sow, you, you reap. reap. It's a principle. It's, it's a, a principle. principle. So what happens is, is what we sow, we reap. That's right. That's right. And even, you know, I mean, um, 
in every walks of life, whether you are a believer or you are not a believer, the same principle applies. If, if uh, you know, what you sow, you reap. Yes. What you sow, you reap. That's why uh, I would desire to be sowing mercy, yes. to be sowing kindness, to be sowing love, because I would need it to. I would need it from others. I would need it from you. I would need kindness. I would need understanding from you. That's right. So I'm going to sow good seeds. I choose to sow good seeds. Uh, another area kind of related to that, too, is that um, um, the Bible says, actually, in, in uh, Malachi 3, in verse 10. And let me read this to you. It might shock some of you here. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Here's a verse in the Bible you can test God. He says if we pay, bring our tithe into the storehouse, that's the place where it's divided and used for planting and sowing, which is the church. It mm -hmm. should be a church, uh, a ministry, a church that's reaching out and, and sowing. Um, what, when you do that, you release the blessing of God. Now, you have to understand me. I'm pastor of Fisherman's Neck Community Church. And in our church... We, we believe in tithes, we believe in offerings, but we don't believe in manipulation or control or coercion. And when we take an offering up, we, we don't sit there and go on 15 minutes and say you have to, you know. We say you pray and you ask God what you're supposed to give and you should, pray, be, should be doing your tithes, but, um, but you give what God tells you. And God's met all our needs. That's we right. have other place things we want to do mm -hmm. in our church. We want to reach out and, and reach out. We, we need more. But as people respond to God, we have the thing to be able to do that. Now, let me ask you a question. Are you a tither? If you tithe, you will see a new blessing in your life according to this verse we read. That's right. Now, um, I've been in the business world. And in the business world, uh, I've talked to many millionaires. I've been in Bermuda teaching uh, a group of millionaires and things before. And one thing I saw among many millionaires that they'll tell you that they, they actually tithe. Many may not, may not be religious, mm -hmm. but they have learned that they need to give part of what they got away and then blessings come more. And that's a spiritual principle. There is a legitimate tithe that needs to be given. And there's a legitimate tithe that opens the windows of blessing Amen. in our life. I like that. Another part is uh, that we don't read the word. You may be sitting here today and you don't read the word. The Bible says this. Blessed is he that readeth mm -hmm. and they that heareth the words. And keep the things that are written. In other words, if there's two points here. Reading the word and obedience. If you read the word of God, there's going to be blessing. That's right. That's right. You have yeah. a comment about that, sure. Yeah, because you know what? Our, our um, like I said a while back in the church, you know, our handbook, our handbook, like if we buy, buy um, an appliance, you know, like we buy a TV, it comes with a handbook, right? The manufacturer's Which guide. Which I never read, but the women but, do. Yeah. Uh, yes, you may or you may not read, but it is wisdom to read it because it will give you instructions on how to use the machine. And it is the same in our Christian walk. God has given us His Word, the Bible, as our manuscript, as, as our manuals. You know, and in in this book we will find a wealth of things, a wealth of instruction how to to live our life, and that's why God said, "Meditate on my word day and night." We believe in the blessing of God. 
And we believe God wants to bless you. One of the greatest hindrance to receiving his full blessing is we never receive God's greatest blessing. And that's Jesus Christ. Amen. The greatest blessing God ever did is that he sent his son that you and I might, might have life and have it more abundantly. If you're feeling that you've not been living a blessed life, and maybe it's because you never accepted the blessing of Jesus Christ. Maybe you're sick right now and you're going through a depressing time. I got good news for you. I believe in a God who cares for you. I believe in a God who wants to heal you and set you free. Call this number and there'll be somebody there who'll pray with you. And uh, you can keep that number. Call it uh, later. You don't have to call right this minute, but try to call now if you can. And, and, you, and we're going to pray right now with Amen. you. And those of you that are watching this program, Joy and I want to agree with you and pronounce a blessing over you. We want to pronounce a blessing. This is another aspect God's called us to bless one another. On my car, it says on the outside, I got it blessed. And I saw a thing I wanted to put on my car. It has on the outside. It says, I'm not spoiled, just blessed. just blessed. And I think that's kind of like the theme of my life. I'm not spoiled. I'm just blessed. God has blessed me so much. But he's not a respecter of persons. He'll bless you too. So, Joy, if we can pray right Amen. now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bring before you this audience. Father, we release, Lord, to you, God, these wonderful people that are listening, that they might come closer to you by praying and reaching out and touching you. We know, God, that your face is turned towards them. And we pray, God, that they'll accept you, that you'll set them free of no matter what the problem is in their life, God, that you'll work for them Amen. in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Savior, pray Amen. with me right now. Amen. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I invite you into my heart. Forgive me my sins. I turn from them and receive you as my Lord and Savior right now. From this day on, I make you my Lord and I want to live for you in Jesus name. Jesus name. I receive you now in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. If you made that call in your life, then make the call on the phone to talk to somebody and we can discuss it with you. Uh, or go to your pastor. Find a church close by that's Bible-believing, that believes in the Bible, believes Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And say to the pastor, Pastor, or someone in the church, say, I ask Jesus in my heart, can you just explain some things for us? God bless you and be encouraged because God loves you. Father, come and fill me up, let your spirit come, rain down in my life, flood me with your love, I claim on earth what's coming from heaven, to be here any day, oh I can taste his promise, that is coming my way.